0: Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast, coming to you from Wildcast Studios with your hosts Adam Lund and Jeremy Boucher. Oh,
1: welcome back to another episode of the Wildcast Podcast. Your unofficial voice for all things Monkton Wildcats. I am your host Adam, and I am in studio. We're no longer joined by Jeremy in a secret location. He's here. I'm so happy he's back in the studio. Welcome back, buddy.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, I was expecting you to do my introdu- my introduction as uh, being joined by the most boring person ever, in case you didn't... Okay, you clearly didn't see my Facebook, so... Uh, no, I didn't. Yeah, so uh, the wife uh, earlier today, uh, quote-unquote, called me the most boring person ever. So... Uh, what? I figured uh, you might have... Might start the introduction with that, but uh, nope. no, because
1: I don't believe it. Oh, I don't well.
0: understand why that is. She, she she says that I called her boring first, but uh, that's I mean that's that not I true. believe. Yeah, that I believe. Okay, yeah. maybe I did, but uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I am apparently the most boring person ever. So if you happen to see a uh, change of my uh, Twitter handle in the next uh, few days, it'll be going to uh, boring boucher oh, okay. at, at huh. boring boot if it's if it's available. But uh, no, nope. great uh, great to be back in the studio. After the uh, past couple weeks being in a secret location (coughs) here, (coughs) Um, (laughs) just, uh, yeah, so
1: um, we're back on YouTube. Sorry. Oh, Uh, uh, excuse you on the cough there. I I noticed you coughed a little. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Here. Yeah. (coughs) I was here. Yeah.
0: Um, Uh And uh, yeah, sorry. It's, you know, just getting a little under the weather here lately. Uh, Probably shouldn't cough when
1: we're back in the studio. Bad bad
0: (laughs) look on the show here. (laughs) Great to be back. Yeah. Um, you know, it's uh, it's a it was a long a few weeks of a long couple of weeks of being in my bedroom or being at my kitchen table, yeah. and then uh, you know just hiding here. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> yeah, we're we're back. Our smiling faces are, are now being seen again by the lovely uh, audience tuning yeah. in,
1: and the uh, our our voices are being heard again, and so it's uh, very exciting. Now uh, you know. First of all, I wore my "Daddy to an Angel" hoodie uh, for those watching on YouTube because a couple of weeks ago you asked me if I just was wearing a hoodie that said "Daddy," and I don't exactly wear those around. Um, but you know, just before we got uh, got kicked off on the show here, you again, if you uh, want to win things and you need someone to put their name in a hat for you, this is the guy uh, to get it done. Um, I don't know if you remember earlier this year, uh, he won a PS five. Um, he is now, I'll let you tell the story, but it's just, he's got the PS five and now he's got what you play a PS five on.
0: Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, last, uh, we like to have some incentives through work and, uh, I had a pretty tough week last week. If you, if you, uh, believe that. And, um, but no, we, uh, they do a bunch of draws and stuff and, I had one ballot uh, in a draw for a uh, 55-inch Samsung uh, TV and uh, 4K TV. And uh, the one ballot got the the job done. It was like uh, one in, uh, I think, 152.
1: So, and to put in that perspective, some of the other guys had like eight ballots, yeah. twenty ballots, yeah, exactly, so, ten ballots. I mean, you only need to buy one ticket, right? Like that's, that's what they true. say. To win true. the lottery, you only need one ticket. I can,
0: uh, I can win gift cards. I can win TVs, but for the love of God, I cannot win that goddamn needs fifty fifty, <laughs>
1: or a fifty fifty at the rink either. That too, was, yeah. Uh,
0: I wouldn't mind uh, that needs fifty fifty. I think it's no. Like, 210,000 yeah, 210, this, this week. Son of a nutcracker, man.
1: Yeah. No, uh, I. I'm... Christ on
0: a cracker, <laughs> as my mother would say.
1: Yeah. No, that's, uh, I'm hoping I get that uh, as well. Um, I mean, if I can't win it, I want you to win it. Mm. Uh, not really. I'd just like to win it. Um, yeah, we got a jam packed show. Um, it's going to be a thrilling show, but, uh, let's get to the Mass Singer update. Group B e semifinals. We had the couple reveals Caterpillar, Mallard, um, I mean, Jenny used the reveal button on the caterpillar. I can't even remember who she guessed, uh, but it wasn't even close. Uh, Mallard was who we thought he was Willie Robinson from Duck Dynasty. Um, You know, I thought that seems a little too easy with him being a duck, but uh, it ended up being him. Uh, A lot of country singers, they were guessing, and he was, you know, like you said, the reveal. I'm friends with all of them. So kind of a, you know, nice to be named them.
0: Well, there was a clue last week that actually, uh, confirmed it for me the, the they showed a clue of Marilyn monroe uh right. and the duck dynasty family is from monroe louisiana oh, okay so that's what kind of uh did it for me i yep. was like yeah this is definitely willie robertson
1: yep and the uh the caterpillar was not a boy bander um it was bobby burke and i'm just scrolling i now. went to high school with a bobby burke is it that bobby burke definitely not not that bobby burke no uh, I'm just scrolling down to find out where he's from. From queer eye for the straight guy. So he's now. Which is funny. I flipped on Netflix because I got into the old Tiger King two. I'm on episode two, so I won't spoil anything. But and found Blown Glass, the show, or Blown Away, the glass blowing show. Oh yeah, And the Christmas, the Christmas episode is now hosted by. Bobby Burke. Okay. Nice. I was like, All right. There well, that, that, that uh, makes sense. So there he is. We got Group B semifinals. It's going to be Queen of Hearts. It's going to be a banana split. I'm, you know, Queen of Hearts is Jewel. Banana split. We still got no idea who do you think actually comes out of Group B. I'm I'm going to guess Queen of Hearts. Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: I got to go with it too. Uh, I just don't like the the, the duo thing. I've yep. never been a big a big fan of that. Uh, yeah, I got to go with the old uh, Queen of Hearts Jewel. A uh, beautiful singer, a wonderful singer.
1: And she That's will take on the winner of Skunk and the Bull. So we've kind of gone back and forth with our predictions there. I'm going to pick the Skunk to come out of the group A. Yeah. You're going to go with Skunk? Yeah. Skunk against Queen of Hearts? Yeah.
0: That All seems right. that seems reasonable. I, yep. can, I can agree with that.
1: All righty. Let's, uh, don't forget. As always, you can follow us on Twitter, Monkton Wildcast, Instagram Wildcast, Podcast, TikTok. And now we are back on the YouTube. Uh, so you can like and subscribe there. No quick question, no news notes from around the league. We're going to go into the prospect and a little bit of draft uh, talk. Last weekend, the Monctonian kicked off, and uh, it was quite a successful tournament. Mm. Uh, The Flyers went all the way to the final. Uh, Their hated rival, St. John, uh, was able to get the victory there, one nothing in that final. Um, Boucher, why don't you kick this off with, uh, you know, wherever you want to go, if you want to go prospects, if you want to go some of the Wildcats prospects.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, very successful tournament. Um, love the Monctonian. I think I talked uh, enough about it last week. Um, it's, uh, I gotta say though, if this is any indication, uh, Moncton and St. John are, you know, the two best teams in Atlantic Canada. I know yeah. it's early. Yeah. Uh, but the Monctonian's always a, a good, a good indicator for still the ice jam to come up, uh, in, I think January, February.
1: Um, now that's basically the same thing as the Monctonian, right? It's
0: yeah, but the Monctonian is just more traditional. Okay. Uh, it's been around for years. Uh, I think that they have uh, the Ice Jam has a Bantam and a Midget division. The Monctonian has a Bantam and then the Midget Minor and the Midget Major. Do I they think. both
1: do they both have teams from Quebec and Ontario? Uh, no, no, no just I think the it's, only,
0: it's only it's only the Monctonian has Quebec and oh, okay. uh, Quebec teams. So and Ontario teams. Uh, yeah, if so. I mean, if this is any indication, it's, it's, uh, you know, Moncton and St. John are the, are the two best teams in Atlantic Canada. And it will right. be a, a damn shame, um, that one of these two teams will be, uh, will be eliminated. One of them will, I mean, <laughs> you know, one of them won't make Atlantics, um, because they have to go through each other to, to make it to Atlantics, which is a, it's a travesty. Uh, it's, um, it's it's almost unfair, um, but no these uh, once you get into playoff time, you know, bargaining any major upsets, this New Brunswick final is going to be something to watch. Um, you know, I think it's one of those stupid best out of eight first eight points. Uh, that Which do, why? Yeah, it's basically a know. best
1: of seven. It's, it's silly. First one to four wins. Yeah, like. it's silly. Um,
0: yeah, so it'll be a tremendous, amazing New Brunswick final. Probably one of the better ones that we've seen in in recent memory because Moncton's always been the dominating team. Yep, and uh, so it's good that there's finally a you know a team around like St. John that can uh, that's right there with them. Uh, you, you know, uh, just a quick recap of that final. Uh, I understand now why our friend Craig Eagles writes articles about how midget players should make that one extra pass um, because there was on a couple occasions where. Uh, you know, they, they set up, you know, Lansbury for, for the, uh, you know, the one-timer on his off ring, or they set up Phil Collette for a one-timer on his off wing and there's, it gets blocked. Yeah. Um, they, you know, St. John has, you know, they've seen this team so many times. They've got, they've got familiar with their setups and, you know, there's just a, i I've seen a, a couple times where, you know, instead of either, you know, Collette or Lansbury, one, uh, Collette or Lansbury one-timing it, you know, there was a guy opening the slot. Uh Um, so it's just, it's one of those things where, you know, that's, that's not to say that these, that these two players, Colette and Osmer are not going to make the, are not going to play in the queue. They're definitely going to play in the queue, but you know, if they want to be successful at the next level, they have to, that, that part of the IQ part of hockey has to come to them, uh, where they, if you make that one extra, one extra pass, they're going to be more, they will be more successful. Um, so it's just, something you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not critiquing them or anything like that. No, like, no, I'm no. not an expert, but that's no. just something that I noticed. And it wasn't just the final game. I, I noticed it a lot, you know, watching the Flyers, um, and uh, not just the Flyers, like a lot of these games too, like, um uh, you know, I, I thought it was a little silly that you had to pay to watch these, uh, streams of the Monctonian, uh, fortunately, you know, if you knew the right people. Uh, they would tell you that uh, you know these games are actually being streamed on respective teams' Facebook pages. Yep. So that's kind of where I... Including flyers. Yeah, the flyers <laughs> showed everything. Yeah. Every game, semifinal, final, you name it, they had it on their Facebook page. Yeah. Uh, I saw one, it was uh, Cold Harbor and uh, the East Coast Blizzard. And the East Coast Blizzard had it on their Facebook page with really good play-by-play. Like, oh, really? They, they had, They must have had a guy kind of either in the rink with headphones on and a camera and, and really, really good play-by-play. I'm not sure what his name was, but... Uh, Shout out. Uh, yeah, 100%. He um, was fun, listening to this East Coast Blazer guy. Um, he, he You can tell he's not a pro on the old play-by-play because at <laughs> one point he said, uh, I think uh, Cole Harbour... Uh, Cool Harbor scored a goal, and the next thing you hear him say is, "Well, you can tell the opposition team just scored a goal because a bunch of angry face emojis just popped <laughs> up on my screen." <laughs> uh, so uh, that made me chuckle. I thought that was really uh, that was really good. Uh, but uh, that was it was actually really good, uh, really good tournament. Yeah. Um, you know, prospects wise, I thought uh, you know Landsbury had a great tournament. Um, you know, except for the part where he took out Cooper. Was it not Cooper Fleming? Was it? Cooper oh, Fleming? Kiefer Thompson. Kiefer Thompson, against yeah. Against the Islanders in yeah. the uh, semifinal. semifinals. Yeah. Yeah. Qu- Quarterfinals, out, he- sorry. Yeah, took out uh, g- yeah.
1: another Wildcats innocent, uh, Innocent-looking play, <laughs> which, I mean, I was there. Yeah. um, Was there to see the Flyers. I went on Saturday. Layla's in Ontario. I've got nothing better to do, so why not go watch uh, a bunch of prospects? Um, ben Mercer, he was taller than I thought he was. I thought he was a little guy. That Subaru Steel, they had one line. It was his line. Tall kids. Um, smooth skater. Uh, they they ended up losing in overtime to Cape Breton uh, West Islanders in a really good hockey game. Um, Cooper Fleming for the Max. He had a shutout in the one game I saw. Um, really good goaltender. Uh, mm-hmm. Tracked the puck really well. Made big saves when he needed to against um, Cole Harbor. Keefer Thompson, he didn't play the first game I went to. Uh, he played, uh, like I think, seven minutes of the game against the Flyers, which I was really excited to see because that's what you want to see. You want to see... Our guys go against the best, uh, you know, in, in the Flyers, and um, I mean, they only scored one on him. He played really well. Um, who else did I see? I think you know was... why you
0: know Cooper Fleming's such a good goalie, right? Why? Because
1: his goalie coach is Brandon Tebow. Good call. Good call. Nailed it. Nailed it. Um, you know, I had people reach out to me. Ryan Hackett looked pretty good. Yeah. Um, for the Northern Moose, mm-hmm. wasn't the biggest guy, but it, it's it's kind of funny. You go to the games and you you remember that these kids are. 15, 16, so they haven't quite developed even into 16 uh, Q bodies yet, let alone, uh, you know, adult bodies. A um, couple of prospects for the dr- upcoming draft I was talking to you about, like, because you, you basically know a lot of the guys, like, who should I be watching? Uh, Lincoln Waugh. Yeah. for for the Islanders. Charlottetown, yeah. For Knights. Charlottetown Knights. Get like, those two teams. Yeah, guys. it's the, the it's, Moncton yeah. play-by-play guy yeah. kept saying Mo- Charlottetown Islanders yeah. until I think the third
0: period of the game. He's like, I'm sorry, folks. I just realized <laughs> I've been calling them the Islanders. They're actually the Knights.
1: Well, and it's, <laughs> it's uh, you're watching the Cape Breton West Islanders, and then you watch the Charlottetown Knights. Yeah. So um, yeah, smooth skating defenseman. Mm-hmm. Uh, makes a good first pass out of the zone. Uh, calm with the puck. Little small. Uh, I was talking to Mike. I, I think he's maybe around seven eight. Guy can get a little higher if he gets a little bit grows into his body. It's kind of what Lin- I figured. Lincoln Waugh. Yeah.
0: A, a set like a seven eight defenseman.
1: No, no, no seven eight round.
0: Uh, oh, oh, I think he's gone. I think he's long, gone long before that. Oh, is he? Here. I think he's the top 06 defenseman in Atlanta, Canada.
1: All right, that shows <laughs> how much I know. That's <laughs> off one game too. Yeah, I was I, like, I, no, uh, I, I think
0: he's you yeah. know. I don't know what's in the water lately in PEI, but they're they're busting out some pretty good defensemen. Yeah. Uh like Jordan Spence and then, you know, most frequently most recently Luke Coughlin, right? I yeah. think he went third to Ramouski and now Lincoln Watt. He's I think he's a top 06 defenseman in, in Atlanta, Canada. Um so I think he's long.
1: I think he's maybe a top a top two round guy. Okay. And um, I've only seen one game too, yeah. right? Like I if you watch more games, I, I didn't have a chance to. And uh McMinn. From Jack McMahon, yeah. Jack McMinn, another good defenseman, solid. Uh made the good first pass, head up all the time. And then you let me know about Quinn Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Uh projected first round pick. Um yeah. as advertised, uh his first shift against Cole Harbor, he just was all over the ice. Uh got the assist. And by got the assist, I mean from the middle, tapped it to a guy standing wide open because the goalie committed way out to to Quinn Kennedy, second shift, another assist. Like this guy was making things happen on the ice in in the two shifts. I went over to see the uh, the finish of the uh, Steel Islanders game, but um, yeah, he's, yeah, Quinn Kennedy's as advertised.
0: Yeah, he's first round, first rounder in my opinion, uh, probably in the uh, I would say ten to fifteen range. Uh, but you know, could go a little higher. Uh, I haven't seen the Quebec kids, guy can't really uh, you know. Um, say confidently that he'll be in the 10 to 15 range it just seems like a good projection yeah good uh, early projection could be very could be, could be higher could be end up being top five you know you never know how these drafts go right so um but yeah uh Quinn Kennedy anybody else who uh, those were...
1: are the those are the three guys that um, oh um uh, oh, the flyers defenseman Spencer Gill yeah yeah um again. You didn't notice him on the ice, and that's the thing you want. But his his gap control, I was talking to Sanderson during the final there. Um, he was telling me his gap control when he watches him. If that puck is within a stick length, mm-hmm. that puck's off the opposing player's oh, stick before they even know. Like yeah. His gap control is, is unbelievable for his age. He's uh, he, he,
0: he, People are going to laugh when I say this, but... He, he's a defenseman with a big stick you know, <laughs> and, you know i'm gonna laugh when you say that <laughs> like it's a, he's got a big stick yeah. and uh he he reminds me a lot of his brother uh Dylan gill of uh ruin Aranda um i think uh, spencer's got a i think he's a couple inches taller um but yeah honestly like his uh he's not the flashiest skater but he's he's good skater smooth uh so yeah he's he's another one that's again, don't know what's happening in Moncton here with defensemen, but they're busting out some pretty good ones these days. And, um, I thought, uh, you know, Jonah Leard on, on the, on the fires was good too. Uh, I thought, um, uh, another one on, on, uh, St. John, uh, Connor, Connor Arsenal. Um, you know, he's not, he's, he's not someone that you're, you're going to the rink to see. Mm -hmm. Uh, but he's someone I think that's going to He's gonna pop. I think this is kind of like his 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 performance where he breaks out. Um, so I think Connor Arsenal is gonna be a name that uh, you're gonna to want to keep an eye on. Um, another one is uh, also on the max is Callum O'Coin, uh or O'Quinn. I'm not sure. It's probably O'Coin. Uh This kid's been scoring at, at every single level, um, and he's just. Uh, you know, maybe he's, again, a player that the the, the scouts will go to watch Quinn Kennedy, but yep. Callum McCoy going to, you know, kind of up right at you. So um, I, I think he's a second rounder, uh, and I think he's someone that's going to put up a lot of points in, in the queue if, you know, if he's given the right team and given the right situation. Uh, who else do I have here? Um, got a list here. Um, we said Lincoln Waugh uh, Connor Arsenault, Gwen Kennedy. So we're kind of on the same page here. Yep. Uh, Riley Samson, Cape okay, Bretton West, uh, really effective two way guy. I think he's got a big size, a six, six, three, I think and already 180. So for a 15 year old, that's, uh, that's pretty good. Um, kind of reminds me, he's, he, I think it's, his forecheck is, is kind of his, um, uh, his bread and butter. Uh, and, uh, another one is Cade, uh, Cade Moser, Moser of the weeks, uh, another two-way guy. So, uh, just a few few names that I kind of picked out of out of the um, out of the pot. Uh, there's obviously a few that uh, some O fives. I thought that uh, some second-year players that uh, really cut my eye was uh, Liam. Uh, not Liam, sorry, Ryan Loveless of uh, East Coast Blizzard. Um, you don't see very many O fives or second-year players getting. To the 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 prospects game on the Friday night yeah, yeah. Uh, but he was there and um, Jacob Kane on on St John another 05 that I thought was really good um, Angelo Fullerton on St John was really good for an O five Ledu um, Ledu Sam Sam Ledu I think his name is uh, I think he's out of uh, out of the Max program uh, just some second year guys that uh, you know have really strong tournaments and are making cases for themselves to um, you know, proving some, you know, proving those 18 teams wrong that they didn't get drafted last yep. year. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the, um, I guess the, the next, uh, next big tournament, which is the CCM challenge in, uh, in Quebec. So the maritime teams will go there and play the, uh, the mid-triple-a teams in Quebec. I mean, obviously it's the, the competition is, uh, is a lot tougher mm-hmm. as the, the maritime teams, you know, they're not as good as the, as the Quebec teams, but this is a tournament where, the good maritime players will stand out because you're, you're going up against the best of the best in Quebec. Right. Yeah. So you're, uh, if you can stand out this tournament as a maritime kid, you're probably going to see your, your ranking jump up a little bit.
1: There we yeah. go. That was that. That was fun. Yeah. I actually uh, took part in draft talk. I wasn't, I'll have to get better at the old evaluations and what, ra- you never know. Right. Cause. Like we haven't seen the Quebec kids, and I'm like, eh, I'll give him a mid round grade because you forget there's 14 rounds. So yeah. I'm giving him like a mid draft range. on like seven, eight. Well, he's probably going to go earlier than that because there's probably not going to be a lot of defensemen on there. But um, is Samuel LeBlanc drafted? The Flyers goalie? Um, I don't, I don't, think, don't think. Mike so. didn't think he was either. I
0: couldn't. Uh, Xavier Ferris, Cape Breton, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about Sam LeBlanc.
1: Yeah. He. I mean, it's pretty tough to be a, a goaltender on a team like that. so like it's tough to stand out. Because you're not getting a lot of shots, and he plays really well in the games. He played great in the final. Um, but I just I was I was interested to know if he was actually I don't think he was drafted uh, that I saw Edmunds, drafted by Edmundston, but not
0: Q drafted.
1: Okay, so yeah. And the other guy that uh, from Charlottetown that I kept that I asked you about that Nolan Stewart. Nolan Stewart. That yeah. guy had a had a motor. He continued to. Um, he continued to keep going, so um, yeah, if you had a chance to get to the Monctonian, it's a great tournament. If you're uh, one of our fine listeners from Quebec, get to that CCM Challenge, and if you're one of our great listeners from Nova Scotia, get to the Ice Jam, see these kids. I mean, like I said last week, it's the cheapest way you're going to see these kids before they get into the queue, um, and it's just it's great hockey all weekend, um, so yeah. That's uh, that's it for that. It's good to talk drafts. We'll have a little bit more of that as we get into the next few weeks. After the CCM challenge? Yeah, because the, tra- the trade, pred- trade deadline period's coming up. But uh, let's get into the Weekly Rewind. Weekly Rewind. Well, from a decent uh, weekend to a tough uh, week last week, the Wildcats only getting two points in the three games, uh, both in overtime. Uh, bringing the record to 10 6 2 and 1 for 23 points second in the maritimes fourth in the east and now seventh overall in the uh in the queue <sighs> we're not going to go through these in each game i mean you can give your uh i can't even remember what it is now tell me something oh, good about tell each game tell me something good oh geez, i forgot about yeah, that yeah i don't know uh, gonna, i don't know what you're going to get out of this but um you know on a whole the eagles game is the game that is a little annoying because they should have beat them. Um, that's the team you need to beat because that's who we're going to compete, compete with most of the year. Um, I mean, it doesn't look like it right now. Things could change. What I was impressed with after, and we we talked about this last year a lot. After the uh, the ace kicking they took it on the island there, losing seven three, they came back the next night and were in it, carried a lot of the play, and got into the overtime didn't work out, but you know they had the lead in that third period and you know they came back and they were playing well after taking a uh, uh, you know the game we expected them to play against the Islanders most of the year from here on out. Um, you keep giving the Islanders penalties whether they're real or not. Um, <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna take advantage. there's nothing against the Islanders. that's what they do. that's what good teams do. they take advantage on the power play. They had five goals, five straight goals after, uh, for whatever reason, Langlois' goal was called back. I still don't understand how it was called back. I don't think anyone really knows why it was called back. Yeah, it was something. Um, I had Aiden reach out on the one that uh, I posted that looked like they were in the crease against Couture. Uh, He said the angle that we saw on the TV looked like he hit Couture before the puck went in the net. The puck was actually in the net, um, so... I mean, that, if the puck was in the net before they went into the crease for Couture, that's one thing. But I I think the momentum in that Islanders game, I don't know if they would have won, but it definitely turned when Langlois' power play goal, to, to that would have tied the game at two, uh, didn't go in, and you can just see the Islanders start to steamroll. So I was impressed with the way the Wildcats came back on Friday night and were able to at least get a point against uh, against Bathurst. Uh,
0: yeah, so I'll get to that. Uh, I guess I'll touch on that that Cape Breton game. Um Tell me something good about that game. Well, um, I'll tell you something good. Andrew Barrington got his chirps in. Let's uh, <laughs> let's, let's put it that way. Uh, so that's... that's uh, took
1: him a month and a half. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah. good on Andrew Barrington for, you know, as soon as that game ended, sent me a little winky face on yeah, I got face, the yeah. Facebook Messenger. So yeah. uh, g- good on you there, yeah. Andrew. You, you, you got your win. And then, yeah. uh, you know, tr- started rubbing it in my face again because when uh, Cape Breton went to... Uh, Get back to meet the ramparts, but then somehow they managed to lose the shakutami <laughs> and Baycomo. Yeah. So yeah, 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 you win
1: some, you lose some. karma's a B. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: So I'll, I'll, that's what I'll tell you. Something good about that game. Uh, that one's for you, Barrington. Um, what was, what was the next game? The charlottetown game. Charlton. Yeah. Um, I've uh, <laughs> I, I've had some pretty good dumps in my life, but that was uh, that was uh, that was a that was a shit kicking. Yeah. Um, uh, the one thing that worried me about that game. Is that was probably Thomas. I mean, obviously not his, not his fault, but maybe his, not his best game, uh, as yeah. uh, as a goalie, yeah. uh, for for Kiture. And my only concern with that is, a I was surprised he got the start the next was the next night.
1: Yeah, he got the next night.
0: The next night, I was surprised he got the start the next night. When I saw he got the start the next night, I was like, okay, a good goalie will rebound. Will put the game behind them. Yeah, uh, you know, an average goalie will uh, struggle. That will struggle, yeah, right? Because yeah. they don't know how to recover after a bad game. Thomas Couture recovered after a bad game. Yeah, um, he did really well um, to to get them that point. And um, uh, the old overtime. Um, <laughs> I get it. They start with you know, two 17-year-olds two and a 16-year-old, and, a 16 year old and uh, you win the face-off, and you think, great, okay, cool, possession. Yeah. I I I, saw, I know what they were doing, right? They won the face-off, Ty Bell was trying to chip it up the boards, and LaBelle would be in by by himself. Unfortunately, uh, you know, Ben Wild MacArthur. Cal- Wildcat killer Ben yeah, MacArthur. Ben McArthur was right there, read the yeah. play, and uh, at that point, Riley Kidney is just all, you know, all by himself. So yeah. um, I don't, I have nothing against putting you know, two 17-year-olds and a 16-year-old on the ice uh, to start over time. I have nothing wrong with that. Uh, I don't even know if it was LaBelle and Ty Bell. Was it? Or was it OJ? I forget. I think it was uh, OJ. Was it? Okay. Yeah. There you go. So I, I understand what they were trying to do. The Wildcats were trying to end it early, mm-hmm. but uh, totally backfired on them. Um, I, I, I guess if you want to tell me something good about that game, the attendance. Uh, yeah, um, that you know, was the Monctonian definitely helped out with that one. Yeah, uh, uh, but forty six hundred uh, was uh, a pretty good crowd for a uh, for needing. Uh, I think it's probably the better, the best one since the home opener, right?
1: Yeah, I don't know, and I don't know if that was uh, the Wildcats not knowing that was coming, uh, the Avenir Center uh, security not knowing if that that amount of fans was coming. But it's a good thing we're in a rebuild, and not a lot of fans are showing up mm-hmm. because. The lineup to get in. I got there like I I worked late. I got there at six forty five. I was walking, just getting the lights to go across the street, and the lineup was still from the door all the way back to the lights. Ugh. Just be just checking uh, vaccine yeah uh, things. Um, if if we're gonna have you know the eventually we're gonna have the Timbits game. I think in January. Yep. You better figure that out because that was – people were still filing in. I got in um, at like 6.53 after, and even the, the season ticket holder line was like nine deep. Mm-hmm. So there was a miscommunication on that. They got to either get more security out there, check in vaccine passports. Eventually, we're going to get this Q thing or Q code QR code that might make it faster. But they, it looks great when there's only 3,500 people in the stands and they kind of filter in every now and then. But when everyone's showing up at the same time, yeah, that's uh, that. It, it was not a great look. Uh, my tell-me-something-good, I guess, was Blagden. Uh, he brought the energy early. He knew his team was going to need a pickup. Took on Jackson Bellamy, and I'll take that trade every day for 15 minutes to take, Nick, uh, to take a Jackson Bellamy off the ice Oh yeah, for Nick Blagden. It wasn't, wasn't much of a, fit, a fight. No, know, it, it wasn't, was... but he brought... You know, his team just got embarrassed the night before. He was bringing energy, and I had uh, I had no issues with that uh, with that type of of trade off.
0: He, he knows his job. Like yeah, that's that's his job. He's got to play tough. But uh, you know, there's been some incidents where you know he goes a little finicky, uh, likes to uh, you know get a little play a little rough after the whistle, yep. which is fine, you know. Uh, everybody likes to play a little rough and uh depending where you are and um got to pick your spots yeah, yeah pick your spots that's right when the when the door when the bedroom door is closed you know <laughs> it's a, that's a a good spot to pick but Found show. Uh, not, Found when, show. not when the uh
1: not, not when the refs are looking yeah uh, that's the uh that would be the other point so yeah um so now we get into this week we you know Two of the teams we expected... To, we've seen two of the teams we expected to compete for the President's Cup in the past three or four games. Bathurst, Charlottetown should win again. You know, Bathurst doesn't look like it, but preseason, they were. Um, Thursday will be no different as the Patrick Waugh and the Ramparts make their trip. Still kills me that that's advertised in the rink. They advertise that. Didn't even talk about the Baycomo toy drive game. Just all about... Patrick Waugh and the Quebec Rempart coming. Um, first time they've been making the trip to the Avenue Center since they were the team that beat us in 2019-2020 to stop the streak. Um, and then Friday we get the Bay Como. I mean, you've said it umpteenth times. We're not supposed to beat certain teams. And we've beaten again. We've beaten Charlottetown. We've beaten St. John. What are we expecting against Quebec. Uh, well,
0: I, first of all, I'd like to have Barbashev and Loshing back. Can um, confirm. Yes. I would okay. confirm that. Good. Uh, Good.
1: I would like to have them back too. Okay. Not oh, that they're playing. Oh, I thought no. you were confirming their returns. No. Okay. Imagine I was confirming that. Wow. Holy. Um, so that insider. Be nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Um, well, obviously we'll be without Morak because he'll be away at the, uh, Capital City Cup or Challenge thing or whatever That it's is going to, that is going to hurt. Uh, yeah. So. A lot. Um, but. Hey, if I, it's, it's, you know, I, it's one of those things where we got to beat, we have to beat Baycomo. Yeah. And if we can put up a fight against Quebec, we're, we're in good shape. If we can get three points out of this, the, these four, I'll be happy. If we can get two, I'll be happy. Anything less than two, uh, I'm not going I'm to not, I'm not come on here and, and take a giant dump on this table next week and say, this, Thank is, you. this is to summarize <laughs> the, the the past two games. <laughs> yeah. But you've got to beat Bakers. You've 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 got to beat them. You've got yeah. to beat them. It's you know that's that's the team you got to beat, and that's should be
1: your your two points. Yeah, because you know, get we're not supposed to beat Quebec. So um, whatever we get against them, whether it's one a good effort and a loss, that's fine. Bakers has to be a victory. Hopefully not an overtime victory, um, but it, they've got to be a victory there. What, eight points below us in the standings? I mean, like it or not, this Wildcats team is right in the mix of a top team in the division. Mm-hmm. Mirage or not, that's exactly where they are, and these are the games and the teams, and like Baykomo, you're supposed to beat. And, you know, like I said last week, everything was going great. We were playing well, 8-2, and two, top team, you know, in the last 10 games, but it took a little bit of a slide, and all of a sudden... Halifax is two points behind us. Saint John is two points behind us, and Bathurst is now three points behind us. So, because we're not worried about catching Charlottetown, <laughs> <laughs> we're just focusing on who's behind. Us. But yeah. so you got to extend those little leads because you're going to be playing those teams into January. I was looking for my schedule.
0: Well, I, I mean, they just played five games in eight uh, five games in eight days. A lot of people forget about teams. It's you know the fact. I mean what they got four points out of those five those five eight five games i think yeah um you know it, it's it's okay you know it's not to get four points out of eight games out of five games it's not it's not terrible no i mean it's not it's um obviously you know it, it and this team is clearly over over exceed is over exceeding is that a word yes yeah. oh yeah overexceeding. <laughs> they're exceeding expectations. <laughs> that's the one. Yeah. Over exceeding expectations. Good lord. Um they're exceeding expectations. So, you know, the fact that they're in the situation where they are right now.
1: Yeah, we got 4 of 10 points in those 5 games. Okay. Well, 2 against Chouin again, 1 against Cape Breton, 1 against Bathurst. Lost to Shakuni and Charlottetown. So,
0: that's fine for me. That's it's,
1: yeah. Um it's it's you know, if there was two points out of those I'd be like okay well yeah <laughs> yeah, um, yeah the only two points we got were against Cape Breton you'd be like mm,
0: yeah huh. yeah um I have got nothing wrong with it I, you nope. know they've been playing well and and you know they're obviously still without their, their you know two of their top forwards so to me it's they're they're still performing yep. uh, above expectations so it's to me
1: I'm 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 still satisfied with how they are and where they are yeah I'm I'm the same way I I'm I'm excited going to the rink every night because I'm not going there just hoping they don't get blown out. Like I'm going there to the rink now kind of expecting W's and that's a good place to be in, in, in this type of year. So yeah, have a good effort against Quebec. Let's beat Bay Como. And then we're back on the road for, for three, for a second, uh, three set in Quebec. So, um, Drummondville, Valdor and Rwanda Naranda. So just keep rolling. Just keep rolling. All right. Let's uh let's get to a very special guest. Do you want to talk to a guest?
0: Uh yes. All right. I would like to do this. Well,
1: you very know what? Much. Let's get to him. Let's uh let's get to a view from the other bench. View from the other bench. <laughs> that was right over the thing. All right. Well, we've had view from the other benches around the maritime division, and we thought what? Why bother with that? Let's go to an AHL bench. We are pleased to be joined by former Moncton Wildcat and current Belleville Senator Phil The Thrill Dowu. Phil, welcome in. How are you?
2: Hey, I'm doing good, guys. Thanks for having me again. Uh, I'm really excited for this uh, little interview again.
1: <laughs> yeah, we uh, we, we kind of wish it was on terms of you in our city, but uh, we're more than proud of you to uh, to be watching you in Belleville. Just, I guess, talk about your your experience at Senators camp and then and then into Belleville.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, obviously I headed down to, to Ottawa, uh, rookie camp and development camp early September. Um, that was, uh, that was a good experience, obviously. Um, you know, being my first year with the whole COVID situation that happened the year before I couldn't, couldn't go my first year. So, uh, it was really cool to end up going there my first year and, um, you know, just learning so many different things from, from all their staff. And, uh, just trying to soak as much as I could in and, um, now, uh, I, ended, I ended up being here, but um, in general, it's just been an awesome experience from the get-go.
0: So you get uh, you get to Belleville, uh, you get going with camp there, and uh, I guess at, at what point uh, did it kind of, obviously everybody wants to make a good first impression at camp, uh, but at what point did, did it really clue in, like, you know, I actually got a chance here? Like, uh, was it during camp? Was it once you get into your first couple of games?
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, early on in my, uh, rookie camp in Ottawa, I I did have a little bit of an injury. So, um, I knew I I was just trying to heal that as, as quick as possible and try to get back on the ice. Um, I think as after that injury, when I got back on the ice, you know, I kind of, kind of felt like I could play with these guys. Um, just trying to just getting used to it a little bit more. Um, and once I got invited to to Belleville camp, you know, it started kind of kicking in that, you know, they invited me here for a reason and, um, you know, they drafted me for a reason. So I, I kind of felt like, you know, anything's possible and it, it ended up going, uh, turn out the good way. So, um, it kind of kicked in after probably my first rookie, my first rookie game in Ottawa there against Montreal. And, uh, once I got the official invite to Belleville camp,
1: um, playing with Belleville, your, your first weekend there, we were able to to stream the games. We thought we saw your first goal. Um. Just talk about that experience of first game. You you get the first goal, and then it's it ends up being an apple.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I think in general I'm not really known to be a huge goal scorer. I'm more of a, <laughs> more of a playmaker there. So I was pretty excited to see uh, to see what I thought I scored the goal, but uh, <laughs> I ended up talking to my uh, to my teammate there after after the play was done, and he told me he touched it. But honestly, I was just I was just really excited to get my uh, my first point. So um, uh, in general, it was, a, it was really an emotional roller coaster. Thinking you get your first goal and then uh, getting it taken away, but uh, it didn't really matter to me. I was just happy that I got to play a game and, and get a point there. So,
0: so you end up signing your contract. Um, I think it was October twenty sixth or twenty seventh. I think it was. Um, how would how was that uh, conversation like um you know who'd you call first and uh you know was it uh did uh, richie call you or
1: did you call richie and uh who uh how did that conversation go it wasn't us <laughs> he didn't phone us yeah. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't break our hearts first we had to find out a different way
2: <laughs> um no uh, you know obviously when i found out that they uh, that belvo uh wanted to sign me and wanted me to play there for the year obviously i was really excited it was, it was, there was a lot of emotions going through me. Um, the first people I called were probably my parents, uh, my mom and my dad, um, just letting them know that one I was going to be playing in the American League, um, and two going to be a lot closer to them. <laughs> so uh, it, it was, you know, it was a lot of highs and lows at the same time. It was really hard for me to, you know, not going back to Moncton, but um, at the same time, it's obviously just the next step in my hockey career, and I was very excited. Um, as well, you know, uh, Richie gave me a call uh, a few days after uh, the news came out that I had signed my contract. Um, you know, it was, a, it was a really good talk. Richie's always uh, always been there for me, and he's the one who gave me a shot to to uh, really play major junior. Um, so I couldn't thank him enough and couldn't thank everybody in Moncton, the fans, everybody there. Um, it's just been an unreal experience down there, and um, I'll never forget it. I'll be a part it'll be, uh, Moncton will be
1: in my heart for, for the rest of my life. That's for sure. Oh. <laughs> <With> put some tears <laughs> yeah. in my eyes here. Yeah. Come well, on. You got put tears <laughs> in the <laughs> PG show. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> obviously you didn't get to play with this guy here in Moncton, but, uh, Jonathan Aspro's, uh, there in Belleville. Um, you know, have you kind of leaned on him and, uh, and what playing in the AHL and being a pro is like? And, and, you know, just what's the mix with a, you know, a lot of veterans that are, you know, playing in the NHL that have had some NHL experience. What, what, what do you lean on uh, the most with those guys being, being new in the league?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, in terms of, uh, you know, Aspero, uh I, I had met him uh, when I was trying out my first year in Moncton there. When, uh, you know, we had that powerhouse with Peltie and all that. Uh, so, he in general, he was a big role model there. Just seeing him, how much of a workhorse he was in the gym on and off the ice. Um, so when I, when I found out I was going to be in Belleville and I knew he was, uh, you know, in this organization, I was going to be, you know, looking up to him and he, he's he been awesome for me, you know, talking me through it and, uh, you know, offering me any help and whatever it is. So, um, you know, from the beginning, I've been, uh, I've been talking to Aspie and it was good seeing him again. And, uh, you know, I've, I've always been, uh, just checking up on him, especially, uh, after i got drafted by ottawa there um knowing that he was part of the organization so uh aspie's been awesome um and just in terms of uh you know aspie being a role model for for not just me just all the rookies i think he's always been a leader i think he, he was the c the, the year i uh the year before i got there so um aspie's just a, an awesome leader just not just for me but all the new guys and um you know playing in the american league you're obviously not playing with just 20 year olds anymore yeah. whatever the case is you're playing yeah. with uh some guys who are 28 to, to 34 years old so it's a little different obviously some of them have families but <laughs> um it, it, it's pretty cool you know just trying to pick their pick their brain off little things and just trying to get better every day and you know they're they're awesome they're all uh good guys and good teammates and they want to make everybody better and they want to make themselves better so it's just always a a good environment so
0: just looking at the you know Belleville lineups recently you've been you know playing some some top line minutes there Uh, I guess just talk about the uh, I guess if you can answer this just the the trust level that uh, the coach man already has uh, in you it's you know at such a a young age uh, you know being a first-year pro
2: yeah I think um, you know uh, that trust uh, didn't come, you know, right away. I think I had to put a lot of work in uh, on and off the ice right from the beginning. As soon as I got into camp, Um, he was the, he was the one who ran rookie camp. So, uh, you know, he got to see me a little bit there and he was very impressed. So when I got to Belleville, you know, we had conversations. He was really, uh, he was really high on my skill and, uh, and my IQ and it just, you know, comes down to just my work ethic every day coming into the rink and, and uh you know acting like a pro and trying to make that next jump to the nhl now so um you know I, i've been trying to show that to him and, and prove that to them as much as possible and um i think that's where the trust started building in and um obviously you know i want to i want to play at you know as as top six uh you know as fast as possible and i've been getting that lately so um i'm gonna just try to you know stay up there because there's a lot of high-end talent in this organization so it's very easy to lose your spot and so it's it, it's just a it's just a work uh, work mentality every day so that's i think that's how i got his trust
1: keep playing top six minutes the way the senators are having covid problems up in <laughs> up in ottawa and i said to jeremy i was like eventually phil is going to make his debut yeah, in the nhl that was, that was going to be my next question <laughs>
2: No, uh, it's been, it, honestly, the last couple of weeks, it's been uh, a little bit crazy, you know, with, uh, obviously, uh, Ottawa just having all those COVID cases, and honestly, half of our team got called up, you know, <laughs> as, as reserves and playing a few games, so um, it, it's been honestly crazy, and it's obviously given me a little bit more opportunity to play in those top six minutes and prove myself, so um, it, it's been crazy. It's it's obviously been, uh, you know, a little bit a little bit weird, but it's... it's it's an opportunity for me and obviously other guys on the team to show uh, what they can really do.
1: So bringing it back to, to Moncton last year, you know, not a lot of uh, junior hockey players got to play. Um, just talk about uh, the, the, you don't have to get in the ins and outs of it, but just a weird season last year. Uh, the team that uh, that we had making some noise in that provincial tournament, just talk about the, your, your final year experience uh, here with the Wildcats.
2: Yeah, obviously it wasn't uh, a typical year where you, you know, uh, however many <laughs> games you play in the queue there, I think yeah. it was 68 or close to that. Um, obviously, we only got to play around 30, so and I, I was injured towards the end of the year there and got to miss playoffs. But in general, you know, I think myself and I think everybody, every player who played in the queue, um, we were just really grateful that we got to play games. Obviously, there's other leagues that weren't even able to get started, so um, I think in terms for myself, it was it was awesome to get going. Um, and you know uh, just being there practicing every day, even with the pauses, um, I think it was good for our development and just uh, you know, having that mentality that you're gonna have to wake up early every day for school and get a practice in, get your training in. So it, it, even though it was a weird season with all the pauses and all the COVID cases and et cetera with the border uh, restrictions. I think, uh, you know, it was really good for us, even though we were playing the same two teams for probably the last three <laughs> months. It might have been uh, tough to watch for us fans, but, um, it, it was honestly really just, uh, I think we were all very grateful, um, just in terms of playing hockey games in a, in a season like that, so.
0: So one player, uh, you got, uh, that you got used to in your first year in Q, uh, played in Cape Breton, Igor Sokolov, but, uh, you know, now you guys are teammates, um, to, to me, I've never met the guy, but he just seems like an absolute goof. Um, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> uh, you are uh, wrong. You are <laughs> wrong <on that. laughs> uh, obviously, goof in a, in a good way. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, is, is that some guy that you've kind of uh, um, obviously coming from the queue? Is it somebody, someone that you've uh, been, you know, hanging around with as a... Uh, as a, as a friend and teammate or, uh, you know, what's 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 his deal? A maritime division click with him and <laughs> no, Andalisa?
1: Well,
2: well, you definitely aren't wrong on the goof part. <laughs> um, he definitely is a, a character. Um, he's a funny guy. Uh, he really just kind of lines the mood in the dressing room sometimes when it's tense. Um, just kind of tries to make a few jokes, uh, you know, he Obviously, he's a very good player. We saw that in the queue, putting up I think it was a hundred points.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, but uh, you know, uh, he's he's a really good guy off the ice, and uh, you know he takes his he, he takes his hockey serious. Um, I think we saw that even in the queue. You know, uh, doing stuff on and off the ice. We saw videos of him, and <laughs> we had to we had to watch him a lot our first year there. Obviously, but uh, you know he he's a shooter, and uh, I try to I try to get as many. Uh, things from him as possible to become a goal scorer like he is but uh no he definitely uh, he definitely has a goofball um, <laughs> uh, in the dressing room but uh, uh overall just a really good guy and yeah i mean i try to try to stay around him as much as possible just uh you know sometimes as a rookie you kind of are nervous and a little bit uh, odd man out sometimes but uh, he he makes everybody feel uh, right at home and uh, that's why uh, i really like the guy
1: yeah he, uh, he does. He does. Uh, he seems like that. He's but someone yeah. I'd want to hang out with. Yeah, everyone. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> An after the game hangout, I guess. Uh, one last fun question: Sunday, December twenty sixth, against the Marleys, will you drop the gloves with McKenna if you guys are both playing? Is that <laughs> oh is that a boy. game people in Moncton can tune into if you guys are going to drop the mitts?
2: Uh, I wouldn't say uh, either of us are two big fighters there. So uh, if I ask set the him, tone early, sure yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh depending how the game goes, I might, but, uh, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think that's our playing style, but, uh, who knows, right? It's, uh, when, when the game starts, when the puck drops, uh, everyone's in a different mood and everyone's uh, focused on their own, uh, on their own play and their own team winning. So who yeah. knows? Uh, I kind of spoke to him a little bit. We had a game against them a few weeks ago and I played against them. So, uh, just said hi to him. And, you know, obviously, uh, just uh he was an old buddy so i uh, just caught up with him quickly there and uh it was good seeing
0: him again if there's if you really want to go viral just drop the gloves and just give each
1: other a hug at center ice or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: that'd be, yeah that'd be a good trend on tiktok i think i can go pretty
1: viral on there too <laughs> for sure man we don't want to take up too much of your time uh i actually work with your your billet mom jenny roussel oh yeah so she wanted to reach out uh you know she says she keeps in touch with you she's really proud of what you get what you're doing um, she loves you and she's, you're part of that family forever. She wanted me to get that, uh, message out to you. Um, you know, I just want to give you the floor, uh, to end this interview and, uh, you know, just talk to the fans of Moncton. Um, we all miss you. We're all really proud of your success. You're having, uh, coming here as a free agent and turning it into a, an NHL contract. So the floor is yours, man, to just, uh, kind of thank the city of Moncton.
2: Yeah, no, uh, thanks a lot and uh, I'll for sure shoot a text to Jenny after this <laughs> uh, after this po- uh, interview here and uh, in shoot her a text saying thank you obviously uh, just to just to start with obviously my billets um you know coming in as a free agent a, a new guy uh, at 18 years old <laughs> a little bit young um, you know they they took me in right away and, and made me feel at home and obviously uh, coming into a new team that Just being, uh, feeling comfortable at home makes a huge difference. So, uh, obviously, I want to thank them, and I appreciate everything they've done for me. Um, In terms of uh, the fans, obviously, in Moncton, they've been been awesome since day one. Um, That was part of the the big reason I came down to to Moncton and and wanted to play here was because I saw the rink and the fans, and, and I watched so many of your games before coming here and how electric it was and how supportive they are of their, of the hockey team. So, um, I couldn't say, uh, thank you enough to them and how, uh, you know, how supportive they are with, uh, with me and everything they've done for me. So, I uh, can't say thank you enough to them in terms of, uh, you know, the team, uh, the staff, obviously Richie, Dan, Josh, um, Boycer, everyone that was, uh, everyone that was there my last two years. Um, you know, I want to say thank you to them and thank you for helping me get to where I am today. Um, you know, I wouldn't be here without them. And, you know, Dan really gave me the opportunity to, to have a bit, a bigger role when he came in. And uh, I think I, I definitely wouldn't be where I am today without him and, and without all their support and how much they, they've helped me on and off the ice and become a, you know, a grown man and uh, develop as a player. So I can't thank them enough. And in terms of all, all my teammates, you know, that I've had in the last few years with them, um, you know, they've been honestly the best group of guys I've ever, I've ever had. So, um, you know, I'm gonna miss them a lot. Obviously, I keep in touch with a lot of them, but um, uh, I'm still watching their games. I still watch every game as I get, as possible. Um, so, I'll be keeping in touch with them, and um, you know, I wouldn't be here again without them either. So, um, I just want to thank everybody that that was involved with me, the fans, my billets the team and you guys as well for for your support and everything you guys have done for the team it's it's been really awesome that you guys have that support for the team and I know uh, us as players when I was there um, we all appreciate that stuff so again thanks to everybody there
1: no worries, man. We uh, we thank you for joining us. We don't take too much of time, as you're probably getting ready for a road trip. As you head to Syracuse, I believe this week, don't you?
2: Yeah, I'll be seeing Forte uh, oh, on Wednesday, so it'll be a nice little reunion
0: there. <laughs> Another one you can drop the gloves with. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah, I'll become i I'll become a goon. Uh, so yeah, you know, like, right. Just
1: a viral kid. sensation drops the gloves and gives the hug and skates to the family box. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: No, I'll be heading up your way. I'm actually, uh, I'll be going to Ontario for uh, for Christmas. So uh, there's a game. Uh, oh, awesome. I've got uh, December 30th against the Marlies. So if uh, hopefully, uh, if there is if there is a game against the Marlies for you and McKenna to drop the gloves, uh, I wouldn't <laughs> mind, uh, you know, being in attendance, uh, in attendance to watch that. Uh, yeah. But no, I, I fully expect uh, that game for you to score the overtime winner, then do the old stick toss in the crowd right into my hands. So we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll have that one circle in the calendar. <laughs>
2: <laughs> for sure that's awesome. Uh no, I'll, I'll I'll for sure try to do that little talk that Jack <laughs> and did, but uh, hope, we'll see about that. Hopefully we don't go to overtime. Hopefully we just <laughs> take the win in regulation.
1: <laughs> Speaking like a true player. Yeah. Take the <laughs> W in regulation. All right, Phil. Uh thanks for joining us. Uh we really appreciate the time, man, and continued success in uh, in Belleville.
2: Thanks guys. Uh thanks a lot and anytime.
0: Yeah. So uh, yeah, um, five. You know, five, five foot five and hundred yeah, pounds. He was uh, tiny five years ago, uh, doing incredible things right now for for his hockey career. And he, you and me both. When when the Senators got uh, you know got all those COVID cases, I was like, Jesus,
1: he's gonna get a two way contract <laughs> yeah. here. Like, you yeah. Know, I, I was um, like, they keep going through names. He's eventually yeah. gonna like. Uh, top line top six eventually he's gonna get there yes but uh,
0: you know that's that'll come he's uh you know if he keeps working his arse off uh, yep. he will make it um but oh it's great to talk to phil uh yeah. you know i think we'd we'd love to have him here but at the same time it's uh, it's great to see him succeed uh, in the ahl and, and every time anytime you see a player move on it's like that scene from uh from wedding crashers where it's like oh we lost a lot of great men out there yeah <laughs> To the senators, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, trades, free agency, <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> All right, well, let's uh, let's get to everyone's favorite part of the show, Eric Murray, Realtor, buyer house from him, stick tap of the week. <laughs> Thanks, Johnny. Thanks, <laughs> hey, Johnny. Uh, once again, part of the show. Um,
0: yeah, so this uh, this interview with Phil Dow could not have been uh, made possible without uh some help um we reached out to uh what's his name here
1: David David Foot coordinator of uh, media Coor- and community relations there you
0: go coordinate media and community relations coordinator for the uh, the Belleville Senators um so we want to uh, give a special shout out to uh David uh, Mr. Foot here for um for hooking us up with that interview uh it appears to be a lot easier to get a pro player on this show <laughs> than it is to get a wildcat on this show so uh we appreciate that David um you know, uh, I can't wait to get to that game uh, against uh, against Toronto. I would, I will be so, so happy yeah. if McKenna is in the lineup for Toronto. Especially if they drop the gloves and hug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'll be something. I would not, I, I think I'd probably um, cry, yeah. but cry because I'm pissing myself yeah. from crying. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> um, that, that would be something else. Um, obviously, um you know, um, we wouldn't complete the stick tap without, uh, making a special mention of the, the winners of the, uh, the Monctonian, um, the under 18 division was, a a St. John sweep. Uh, the, uh, Vito is winning the, uh, the under 18 major division and the St. John Knights, uh, winning the under 18 minor division. Uh, and then of course, the uh, secret Rangers of the Bantam division, <laughs> or under 15, I think it's called. Yeah. Um, we don't know. I think it's East hants that we said. Uh, I think East that's Ants. kind of where I figured it out, yeah. Um, anyway, somewhere in Nova Scotia, uh, they beat, uh, I think, the Novas, which are kind of the uh, feeding... They go on to be Cape Breton West Islanders, I okay. think it is. So, um, yeah, the the lone goal for the the Nova's in that championship game was uh, Brady Peddle, and if that name sounds familiar, yes, it is the brother of Tyler Peddle, um, who of course um, appears to be only worth uh, crappy assets uh, according to Saint John, uh, Cape Breton. Sorry, so um, <laughs> Tyler Peddle. Yeah, I've heard of his brother. I think.
1: Yeah, he plays for uh, Cape. Oh, no, wait, Drummond. Yeah, Drummondville. Tyler Peddle plays for Drummondville. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And of yeah. course,
0: uh, <laughs> you know he's he's you know probably it's got the most goals and uh, as a rookie right yeah. now, but uh, apparently wasn't worth more than uh, a bag of pucks at the uh, at the draft. So, um, also that's my shot at the Cape right <laughs> GM as I like to do on uh, almost a weekly almost basis. A weekly basis, yeah. So uh, there you go. Uh, stick cap of the week as uh, is over for uh, until next uh, next Wednesday. Um, this one's for you, Mister David Foote. Of the Belleville Senators, and uh, of course the winners of the Monctonian, the Saint John Knights, the Saint John Vitos, and the Rangers <laughs> of
1: wherever you're from. The uh, did you see the one player for the Ra- or the Knights? Yes, uh, one, Matthew one, Sims played one, uh, both. Uh, yeah, both what, championships. One the Monctonian for the uh, in the and the minor division, and then literally played. That an can't hour... be a long list that's done that. <laughs> no, I, I want to. No. I I don't actually know this, but I gotta believe he's maybe one of I would say five. In forty years, that played both. Well, the midget the midget minor
0: division only came in um, a few years ago. Anyway, so this is got to be a first. Yeah, okay. Um, I don't. I think the Monctonian was always just a midget AAA tournament. Okay. And they added the minor division for midget, then they added the Bantam divi- AAA division. So this is definitely a first. You know, having a player win the the championship for in the, the minor division, and then literally suit up a couple hours later and play uh, and go out and win the, the midget major division. So. These yeah, kids in cool. their stamina. Eh? Yeah, really. Yeah. I mean, I'm tired watching. Them <laughs> you want to play. talk about stamina? I mean, <laughs> the Charlottetown Knights played three games on Saturday. Yeah, like it's almost unfair. Uh, and then to have to cap it off by playing the Moncton Flyers. Uh, I mean, ugh, that's almost unfair. I would like to see yeah. this tournament extended uh, another day. Uh, make it a Wednesday. Yeah. To well, his- the
1: the max the max midget tournament, or I guess the max U eighteen tournament now in Calgary, mm-hmm. it's a week long over Christmas. Yeah, like it starts on yeah. the twenty third or twenty, like the Thursday before, and it goes, and the final game is at the the Saddledome on New Year's Eve. So, hmm. I mean, that's something. I don't know how they could do that with. Uh, with uh, the ice jam and jamming everything together, but you know they got to extend it. That's a lot of hockey, and yeah, and it's it's especially yeah. when the kids aren't used to it. Like they're mm-hmm. not doing it every weekend. They're playing maybe two games one a day, but they're not playing three in a game, three three in a and day. one day. Like that's yeah. it's unfair. Um, I'd like to see that. Yeah, I'd like to see it change. I
0: wouldn't mind having it from a for a Wednesday to Sunday tournament just to avoid something like that from happening. Yeah. That's
1: just an injury waiting to happen. Yeah, yeah. Have your quarterfinals Friday, your semifinals Saturday, and. Your finals on sunday but that's Mm -hmm. a excellent stick tap there mr boucher the stick tap of
0: the week sponsored by eric murray real estate with the remax avante team if you're looking to buy or sell a home in the greater moncton or surrounding area make sure to check him out on social media or give him a call at 506-863-8802
1: all right, and that brings us to the Rosemary Lynn Massage Wild Wildcat of the week. She's back for another year as our sponsor. They're having a very special discount right now, 15% for all healthcare workers and first responders. Uh, so if you're a healthcare worker or first responder, A, thank you. B, go to rosemarylynnmassage.business.site. Download the coupon until January 1st, 2022, which is crazy. It's almost a month and 10 days away. Uh, and uh, if you want to relax from all the uh, craziness out there, just give her a call at 506-830-1224. Uh, the Wildcast, Wildcat of the Week. Again, another week of uh, a player that's gonna win it twice this year. Um, he's got a five-game, five-game, five goal streak going. Uh three goals in three games this past week. Um, the guys he was my pick to be the leading scorer. Kalmakoff has given him a run for his money, but I mean this guy's come in and just taken his taking his game to the next level. He's got uh, six goals and eight games in the month of November. Um, it is number eighteen, Vincent LaBelle. That's it for us. Thanks again to David Foot of the Belleville Senators for arranging the interview, and of course, thanks again to number one in our hearts, number ten on the ice, Phil. Seven. Through. Is he number seven? I thought he was ten. With
0: Belleville, F- he's seven. Did he I, go think, back to
1: I seven? think he had. I think he had ten, right? Yeah, that
0: he went to seven or something. Maybe hold, I'm wrong. Oh, please. Oh, please. No, he's
1: number 10. He had seven. He, he had, had seven. seven. Yeah. All right. Number one in our hearts, number 10 on the ice for the Belleville Senators. Feel the thrill, uh for taking the time to join us tonight. And don't forget, this Thursday, uh, the Patrick Wall returns. the Ramparts are in town. And then Friday is the annual toy drive game. So if you're going to the game, A, get there early because the vaccine passport lineup is ridiculous. B, bring an unwrapped toy for, uh, for kids and, and wonderful causes uh, in this city. That's it for us. See you next week.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wildcast Podcast. Follow us on social media oh, at Monks and Wildcast.
1: I'm going to be that guy. Y'all got tickets?
0: I didn't want to be that guy.